Welcome to the Manifestment Podcast. My name is Jennifer Lay, and I am a manifestation and success coach here to help you create abundance in all areas of your life. On this show, we explore the power of the mind and spirit to create a life that is truly fulfilling. If you're interested in mindset, spirituality, law of attraction, the subconscious mind, and manifesting your desires, then this podcast is perfect for you. Wherever you're at on your journey, my intention is to provide you with strategies, tips, and tools that will help you consciously co-create a life of peace, purpose, and prosperity. This is where strategy meets spirituality personal development, elevated and refined. Thank you for tuning in and spending time with me today. Let's get started. Hello, everyone. I'm so excited to share with you this week's episode. But really quickly, I just wanted to let you know that this episode turned out to be a lot longer than I expected. And so I'm breaking it out into two parts. So today when you're listening and you hear me refer to the 10 tips, just know that that will be in part two, which I'm going to post next Monday. Today, I'm going to share with you the reasons why I decided to leave my multiple six-figure job. And I'm also going to be answering the questions that you guys submitted on Instagram. So just wanted to give you a heads up. Here is part one. I hope you enjoy. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode. If you tuned in last week, you know that it was a heavy episode. We talked about healing, releasing, letting go. I promise that this week is lighter. It is a laid back episode where I'm going to share with you my experience leaving my corporate job and starting my own business. This is a topic that I get a lot of questions about, especially as of late with so many layoffs. Now, before we begin, though, I just wanted to let you know that I am starting a weekly newsletter, which I'm calling weekly subconscious statements. So every week I will be sending out an email with powerful, potent affirmations to help you overwrite any limiting beliefs and disempowering stories that are stored in your subconscious so that you can begin to manifest your dreams and desires. Remember, it all starts with our thoughts and our beliefs. And so if you're interested in receiving this weekly email from me, you can head over to manifestment.com to sign up. So that's M-A-N-I-F-E-S-M-E-N-T.com. All right. So in today's episode, I want to share with you why I decided to leave my corporate job, what it was like to put in my resignation my thought process during this time. And also I want to share some advice, 10 tips that I wish someone would have told me back then. So if you're someone who wants to leave your nine to five, whether you already know what kind of business you want to pursue, or you have no idea what you want to do, you just know that you want to leave. I think that you will find this episode helpful. Now, before we continue on, let me just quickly outline the format for the rest of this episode, because it is quite different from the others. So first I will share with you why I decided to leave. And then I'm going to cut to a short clip that I posted on Instagram, where I talked about intuition and what was going on in my mind when I decided to finally resign. And then we'll come back. I'll answer questions that you guys submitted on Instagram. And then we'll wrap it up with the 10 tips that I have for you, which incorporates how I manifested my current career as a life coach, how I manifested Manifestment, the brand, what I'm going to share with you includes the things that really helped me in figuring out what I wanted to do and what helped me build up enough courage to finally take the leap. 
It covers mindset shifts that I had to make, as well as the more strategic, tactical things. Now, let me just give you a little reassurance before we start this episode. I know that it can be scary to even think about leaving behind a comfortable, stable job, especially if you've invested many years of your life, building up your career to what it is today. And especially if you have a family and there are people who rely on you, but I just want you to keep this in mind. If other people can do it and find success, you can do it too. It is possible for you. All right. With all of that said, I just want to say that there is no right or wrong path. Some people are very happy and abundant working in corporate. And there are people who are happy and abundant as business owners. And then there are people who live a happy and fulfilling life, not working and being a stay-at-home mom or being a stay-at-home dad. Remember in the first episode, I shared with you that it doesn't matter what anyone else is doing. You have to decide what's best for you. You have to stay true to your vision and stay true to what makes you happy. That could be leaving corporate and starting your own business. That could be transitioning to a different career in corporate. It could be doing the same thing that you're doing right now, but just doing it in a different industry or at a different company where you're valued, where you're paid well, where there's more work-life balance, where you're able to make a greater impact. I think it's just really important that I point that out before we start because there isn't just one path to success and happiness. So just make sure that you're choosing the path that's right for you. All right. So to share with you my story, I think it makes sense to start with why I decided to leave. Obviously there are so many reasons why someone would feel dissatisfied and want to resign. These were my reasons, what was going on in my mind for many, many years. Before we dive into that, I just want to say that it was not easy leaving my job. It was not easy leaving such a comfortable job in tech. I worked at Apple and Apple is a really great company. I know that there are a lot of people who want to work for Apple. And you know what? I really liked my manager. I liked my coworkers. My job was relatively easy and I was getting paid a lot, very generously for what I had to do. And so there was this internal conflict where I felt I should just be grateful. I should just stay and work and retire there. But then there was this little voice inside my head that was telling me to walk away from it all. Walk away from this job that's paying you multiple six figures and instead go start a business and make no money for who knows how long, for an undetermined period of time. <laughs> Illogical, right? It did seem logical. But at the same time, it didn't because I wanted to leave for so long. For many years, I had this voice just telling me to leave. It was constant. It was quiet, but it was constant. And I'm going to talk a little bit about that in a little bit when we get to intuition. But yeah, there were a lot of reasons why I wanted to leave. Here were the big ones. Number one, lack of freedom. I thought working hard, climbing the corporate ladder was the way to achieve financial success. And so I spent many, many years grinding and hustling, working those long hours to get promoted. And at a certain point, I just realized that it's not just financial freedom that I want. I also want time freedom. I felt confined, tied down 
people often describe this as, you know, feeling stuck in a cubicle. Like I would yearn for Fridays and then I would dread Mondays, like Sunday scaries is what they call it. Right. And I know that sounds a little melodramatic, but I remember staring out the window at work and just thinking like, there has to be more to life. This feeling of dissatisfaction and discontentment just increased more and more over time. And it got worse after I became a mom. I wanted to have more time with my family. I didn't want to stress and worry about work. It was a lot to juggle and felt really overwhelming. All of the responsibilities as a mom and then trying to manage my career. Along those lines, another big reason was the constant pressure to perform. I was very fortunate to receive promotions throughout my career. And while I was very grateful, the bump in pay also meant more responsibilities, higher expectations to perform, to justify what they're paying me. And you know what? Some of that was in my head. I will say that. But I just didn't like the performance review cycles and constantly feeling like I had to prove myself, prove my worth, prove that I deserve to be promoted and having to show that I am performing above my peers. You guys know what that's like. It's not fun. The biggest thing though, I would say, the biggest reason why I decided to leave had to do with the fact that I was spending 40 plus hours a week. And that's a lot. That's a lot of time. Spending a whole lot of time on work that I just wasn't passionate about. Something that I would constantly wonder, this was always in the back of my mind, if I put all of this time, energy, and effort into my own business, into something that I have a true passion for, how far could I go? What impact could I make? What could come of that? That was always, always a question in my mind. And if you are someone with a very strong work ethic, I am sure that this has crossed your mind too. So yeah, those are the main reasons why I decided to leave. Ultimately, I felt like entrepreneurship was the solution. I felt like through entrepreneurship, I could have more freedom. I would be able to set my own schedule, work remotely. I would be able to be creative and build something from the ground up, build my own dream instead of someone else's. And what was very attractive to me about entrepreneurship was the uncapped earning potential. And I'm not afraid to admit that. Unfortunately, there's shame around wanting to have more money, which I don't understand why. Money is not a bad thing. Money isn't everything, but it impacts everything. It impacts the quality of our life. It impacts our ability to take care of our loved ones, our ability to take care of ourselves. It's not a bad thing to want more money. I just want to say that because there are so many limiting beliefs around money. Money doesn't make you a bad person. Money just makes you more of who you are. So if you are generous, it allows you to be more generous. But that's a whole nother episode that I definitely want to dive into. But going back to what I was saying, the uncapped earning potential of entrepreneurship was very attractive. And I know that there are people who are probably thinking, well, you are making six figures. Making six figures is a big deal. I am not discounting that whatsoever. I was very, very fortunate and felt very grateful. I think what it came down to was the vision that I had for my future. 
involved a lot of people. It was a priority for me to take care of my parents, as I shared with you guys in a previous episode. I wanted to provide for them financially. I wanted them to finally have a home that they can call their own. And at the same time, I have my own family to take care of too. I have myself to take care of, my son. And so having uncapped earning potential as an entrepreneur allows me to work hard and get back what I put in. Because in corporate, there is a ceiling no matter how much you work, no matter how great your work is. On top of all of this, I'm going to be real. Like I appreciate the finer things in life and I want to travel the world. I want a nice, comfortable home with a big backyard for Ethan to run around and a mother-in-law suite for when my mom gets older. I want to spoil my loved ones with gifts and experiences. I want to continue my philanthropy work and support causes that I care about. I want to open up a restaurant one day and I just have a lot of ideas and a lot of things that I want to experiment with. And so it has always been my goal to achieve a level of financial success that would give me that type of freedom and flexibility. And then in more recent years, I've started thinking about generational wealth, leaving money behind for my son, his kids, his kids' kids. I think that would be amazing to be able to do that. It was hard for me to see that path and trajectory when I was working in corporate. So that's a little bit of my thought process and mindset around why I wanted to resign. At this point, what I want to do is share a quick snippet that I posted on Instagram, where I talk about what was going on in my mind and what my intuition was telling me. I think it's worth sharing here and worth discussing and expanding on because we all have intuition. It's just a matter of listening to that voice and realizing that that voice is always guiding us and it's not always logical. So let me cut to that now and then we'll come back. Hey everyone, I hope you're well. Today I feel inspired to talk about intuition and I want to share with you guys a couple of examples in my life when I listen to my intuition and it can help you to see what your intuition sounds like. Intuition, a lot of times, just doesn't make sense. It doesn't make logical sense. But you have this inner knowing. For some reason, it just feels right in that moment to take that action or to pursue that idea or whatever it is that your intuition is telling you. But if you were to tell another person, it's very likely that they will think you're crazy. So let me share with you guys a couple of examples in my life. So the first example is when I left Apple, I left my corporate job as a recruiter and a lot of people thought I was crazy and I thought I was crazy too because my job was relatively easy, yet I was making multiple six figures and even now just thinking about it, it's kind of crazy to think that I was making as much, if not more than some of the engineers. And so, yes, in that moment, it felt like, oh my goodness, am I really going to leave this comfortable, cushy job? My intuition was like, yes, girl, it's time. You need to you need to go. This is not what you're supposed to be doing anymore. It's time to move on. And that's what I did. And a lot of people were really confused and just thought it was a crazy decision. But looking back now, 
it makes sense. And especially for me looking back, I have no regrets because I'm so much happier now. I feel like I'm doing what I am uh, meant to do. And I think a lot of people around me, can they also recognize that as well. And it doesn't seem so crazy. It doesn't seem so crazy that I left my job to do what I'm doing now. But in the moment, crazy, crazy, crazy. All right, so I wanted to share this clip with you because intuition is so important. We all have an inner voice. It's a soft voice that can easily be drowned out by other people. But if we just step away and we learn to tune into that inner guidance, we will be led to our purpose. We will be led on the path that is right for us. But too often we ignore that voice. We don't hear that voice because again, it is soft. And all we hear is what everybody else wants from us. All we hear is what society wants from us. And so it's really crucial that we get to know that voice. We learn to trust it. And it's something that takes time. It's like any relationship. If you are dating someone for the first time, you have to get to know them. And over time, you learn to trust them. It doesn't happen automatically. So similar to intuition, you have to get to know that voice. What does it sound like? Learn to trust it. And you learn to trust it over time by listening to it. And I promise you, when you start to listen to your intuition, when you listen to that inner guidance, your life will just flow. It will feel like you're flowing with the river instead of against it, but it does take time and it does take patience. All right. So I shared with you why I decided to resign. I shared with you a little bit about intuition and how I listened to my intuition and took the leap of faith. Now I want to get into the questions that you guys submitted on Instagram, and then we'll get to the 10 tips that I have for you. All right. So the first question is, do you remember the day you resigned? What did it feel like? Were you afraid, nervous, excited? So I wasn't nervous at all, which was very interesting because I thought I was going to be, but I was actually pretty calm. If anything, I was very excited, very anxious to finally tell my manager. I just wanted to start transitioning my work and do what I need to do so that I could finally leave. Of course, I wanted to leave on a good note, which I'll talk about in a little bit. But yeah, I think all of that, that feeling of calm, that excitement, it had to do with everything that I did leading up to that point, which I'll get to when I share with you the 10 tips. But yeah, and then afterward, I felt a huge sense of relief. Like all this weight was lifted off my shoulders. And I remember feeling really happy and really giddy. It was like the countdown had begun and I was literally counting down the days until my final day. And then on my final day, after transitioning all my work, it was such an amazing feeling. So amazing. I felt so free, so liberated and so excited to finally be able to focus all my attention into my business. So yeah, that was my experience. All right, the next question is, when and how did you tell your team and did they suspect that you were quitting? So no, my manager didn't suspect anything. And quite honestly, it came as a surprise to me too. I wasn't actually planning to quit until maybe another year, another year and a half. 
But there were things that happened in my personal life where things just kind of lined up and I took it as a sign from the universe that it was time. So yeah, my team didn't see it coming. A big part of this though, is just that I am the kind of person who will put my all into anything and everything I do, even if I'm not passionate about it. So in every job that I've ever had, I always tried to do my best. And so it was never like I was slacking off or putting in only half the effort. And so, yeah, to answer the question, no, no one suspected that I was quitting. In terms of how I told my team, I scheduled a video call with my manager because I didn't want to catch him off guard with an email. And I just also feel like it's so much easier to talk face-to-face. -face. I wanted to explain the situation and provide some context because as I mentioned earlier, there were things that were happening in my personal life that led to this decision. And so we talked, he was very understanding, which I was so grateful for. And then on the call, I did offer to stay on a little bit longer. So traditionally you put in your two weeks, I offered to stay one to two weeks longer just to help train and ensure that there was enough time to transition all of my work as thoroughly as possible. And my manager really appreciated this. I know it's not possible in every situation, but if you can stay on a little bit longer, it's a nice gesture. It also helps to maintain that relationship. You don't want to burn any bridges. So that's how I told my manager and then my manager told the rest of my team. And, and then a lot of people started pinging me, asking me what's going on. Are you okay? If anything, that was the hardest part was saying goodbye to my colleagues. That was probably the toughest part. All right. The next question is how much should I save before I quit my job? This is a really good question. And I'm glad that you're asking because it is so important to ensure that you have enough money saved before you quit for obvious reasons, right? You need to support yourself. If you have a family, you need to support your loved ones. And so what I recommend is sitting down and getting to know your numbers. The first thing you want to do is you want to take a look at what your personal expenses are. What is that number every month? Your rent, your mortgage, you know, food, utilities, your bills, your phone bill, like everything that goes out. What is that number? And then next you need to figure out what your business expenses are. So what is it that you're going to have to spend in your business when you first start? So as an example, for me, when I first started my coaching business, some of my business expenses included email service, online subscriptions. I paid for a learning platform, which housed my lessons and my resources. And so you have to think through what that looks like for you. Every business is different. Every business will have different expenses. Some businesses will have more expenses than others. One of the really great things about being a coach and being in a education, digital space is the expenses are very low compared to others. If you have a restaurant, if you have a brick and mortar store, you're going to have a lease that you have to pay for every month. Some businesses, you may have wages that you have to pay to employees. Some businesses, you have inventory that you carry. So it's understanding what type of business you want to start and what are all of the business expenses that you need to account for. So once you figure out your personal slash living expenses per month, and you figure out your business expenses per month, what you want to do is you want to add up those numbers. This is going to be your total expenses per month. 
again, including personal and business. The next question you want to ask yourself is, how long do I think it will take for me to generate income in my business to cover that amount? And this is a really important exercise because the reality is you may not turn a profit right away. You may be operating at a loss in your business for months. It takes time to build a business, no matter what business it is. So let's say you do this exercise and you do your research, you do your due diligence, and you think that it will take you six months to generate enough income in your business to cover all of your expenses. I recommend adding several months to that projection because there could be delays and Honestly, a lot of times it's very easy to underestimate how long it's going to take to do something. And so just adding in that buffer can really help. The other thing I wanted to say about saving money and making sure you have enough cushion is that it's really important because it will determine how you operate in your business. If you decided to quit without a plan and you don't have any money saved up, you're going to be making decisions from a place of scarcity. You're going to be operating from a place of scarcity. Not only are you going to feel stressed and worried about how you're going to pay your bills, but you're not going to have money to invest in your business. When you start a business, you're going to see that there are things that you need to spend money on. There are things that you're going to need to invest in software tools. And then if along the way you want to hire a coach or hire a mentor and invest in programs, you're not going to be able to have the funds to do that. And so just make sure that you're really taking into account all of these things and setting yourself up for success. All right, so the last question before we jump into the 10 tips, how did I overcome uncertainty? What really helped was making a list of all of my concerns. What were the things that I was afraid of? And then I wrote down what I would do in that situation. What would be the solution? And by doing that, it really helped put my mind at ease. You know, But aside from that, I think what really helped me the most, quite honestly, was... Coming to realize that life is so precious and fleeting. As you guys know, I was taking care of my dad and he had a lot of health complications. And I think spending all that time with him in the hospital, it just gave me a different perspective. I just realized that life goes by really fast. Tomorrow isn't guaranteed. So why not try? Why not? Corporate will always be there. I can always go back. I can always find another corporate job. I think it was that mentality that helped me overcome uncertainty and gave me the courage to just finally do the dang thing. I think it's also not wanting to live with regrets and like look back one day and just wonder what if, what if I did do it? Where would I be? Lastly, what helped me a lot as well was investing in my self-growth and spirituality. All the books, all the videos, all the content that I was consuming on a daily basis really helped me see life through a different lens. And it also helped me develop a really strong belief in myself and in a higher power. I knew that I would be guided and supported along the way. I knew that I wasn't doing it alone. And so... I would say those were the things that helped me the most. Hey guys, so that was part one. I hope that you found it helpful and I hope that you join me here next week for part two where I shared the 10 tips. 
In the meantime, if you are enjoying these episodes, if you're finding value from this podcast, I would love if you could rate the show or leave a review. That would mean so much to me. And with that, I hope you have a wonderful day. Thank you so much for tuning in and spending time with me. Until next time. Thank you for tuning in today. If you found this episode helpful in any way, it would mean so much to me if you could rate and leave a review for the show so that it can reach more people and make a greater impact. It will also inspire me to continue sharing. If you'd like to connect or need additional inspiration, you can find me on the social platforms, including Instagram, TikTok, and LinkedIn at Hello Jennifer Lay. Lastly, I'd like to invite you to follow at Manifestment. Join the Manifestment community to continue creating a life you love through the blend and balance of strategy and spirituality. Until next time, always remember to dream and do. I send you so much love and I wish you abundance in all areas of your life.